hey, 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 this is Ty, the family made mom. I am coming to you today talking about introducing the word sex to the home. And I tell you, when we talk about uh, sex, everybody gets kind of frizzled and frazzled. But I really want to introduce it in a way that's not so frizzled and frazzly. You know, when we talk about sex and what is sex, you know, I'm big on definitions and understanding what something is. Google it. So sex is chiefly with reference to people, sexual activity, including specifically sexual intercourse. Another definition says either of the two main categories, male and female, into which humans and most other living things are divided on the basis of their reproductive functions. So I want to talk to you about both. I want us to talk about introducing the word sex into the home, talking about sexual intercourse and um, things that have to do with love and our bodies and things like that. And I also want to talk about uh, talking about sexuality, our male and female parts. All right. So let's dig in. So. There were two amazing resources that I found um, for you to just go back and look at. Uh, one was on healthychildren.org. Again, that's healthychildren.org. And another one is on kidshealth.org. And it's kind of just giving you some rundowns about things that you can talk to your kids about and ways to talk to them about it. Uh, this month is sexual abuse awareness month. So I definitely want to get into just talking to you all about sexual abuse and how it can begin along with talking about introducing the word sex into the home. The word sex can be, again, it can seem way more mature than what it really intended to be. Uh, when we talk about sexuality, that is actually introducing sex into the home. We're introducing parts you know, when we talk about the definition, not the actual action, remember sex, the sex, second definition talks about our male or female counterparts, understanding the basis of it in our reproductive functions. So when we talk about that, when I introduce the sex of a person or gender of a person, when I'm explaining to my child that, you know, when my child is able to talk and they say, oh, it's, it's she's a girl, but she's talking to a boy. You know, you explain to them, nope, you are a girl because you have female parts. And here are what your female parts are. We teach them about the appropriate terms. And I've, I've heard some people say, oh, well, you know, them saying vagina or penis or uh, butt, you know, that is just sometimes too harsh. Well, I want to tell you that, um, making police reports and, um, making a case against someone who has done something to your child. If they are unable to use the proper terms, they cannot say that someone actually did something to them. You have to be able to teach your child to identify their appropriate port parts. This can actually be something that helps them in the future. And because we are such mama bears, we want to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to get them equipped for the future, right? Yes. So when our child is, you know, begins to talk and they begin to understand that I'm a girl, you're a boy because of this or that, this or that body part, then we're understanding, we're teaching them about sexual parts. When they ask us, what are those parts for? 
Now we're getting into that because remember, because we are doing what we should as parents, we are having an appropriate relationship with our children. We are loving them. What does it mean to love them? When we say that we are loving them, we are giving them hugs. We are giving them kisses. I've heard parents say, wait, wait, wait. How old is too old to give your child kiss on the lips? I would say that, um, I think it's more appropriate to teach, to teach your child to kiss on the cheek. That way they think that's more appropriate than anything. When they see you kiss on the lips, then you can explain why do you and daddy kiss on the lips or why do you get to kiss on the lips? And I don't get to kiss on the lips. Then you're able to explain that some things are for adults. Some actions that we do with our bodies are for adults when they're old enough, usually at about, well, now, honestly, because what kids see on TV and what we see out in public, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of PDA or public displays of affection out that our kids question at much younger ages than what they used to, you know, before public displays of affection weren't so outward like they are now, but now it's on TV. Now you're seeing all these body parts, you know, at any given moment, you might be looking at somebody almost, you know, getting it in for the win. You like, oh my goodness. It's sometimes hard to be able to shield your child in their eyes from what they see. You can use the bathroom and that one commercial could have just been about, you know, some explicit, uh, a TV series or movie that you didn't want your child to see. And it's already showing too much. So now they're like, mom, I just saw this on TV. And can you explain that to me? Or so-and-so said that their mom and dad do this, or so-and-so said their brother or sister were doing this. So now you're put in this predicament where you're having to address things that maybe you weren't ready for. So then, you know, you you casually uh, tell them, oh, well, give me just a minute and we'll sit down and we'll explain it. Give me one second. I'll be right back. So now you're you're prepping yourself and you're training yourself. OK, here's what I do talk about. Here's what I don't talk about. But really, the first thing you want to know is what they know and what they understand about it. That's where you want to start. And once you understand, you know that they know that when two people love each other, then they get married and, you know, they have babies. That's your foundational portion, you know. Um, and of course, you all know, Ty, the family made mom is coming from a biblical perspective. Anything outside of that, whatever you teach your child, that is definitely up to you. But when you tune into the family made uh, podcast, then you're tuning into the biblical perspective. And what that's which I come, that's where I'm coming from. So we're teaching them that there's a process. Remember, we talked about in dating, when we talked about um, your child wanting to date, there's a courtship process. There's a process into which we get into that. We're learning each other. Well, when I'm telling you about sex, I'm actually teaching you about relationship. I'm teaching you about developing a relationship. And I can put it in the, in the form of friendships. Well, why do people have sex, mommy? What is sex all about? Okay, sex is about when two people who love each other and have made a proper commitment to each other come together and that's what they do. Well, how do they do it? Then you're breaking that down, but you're breaking it down in a safe way.
You're breaking it down in a way that it's not building an inappropriate curiosity. Because there's certain things that they need to know now. There's certain things that they don't need to know now. My five-year-old doesn't need to know all about that. But when I start from the foundation of what do you know and what do you understand, guess what I open up? I get to see if anybody has ever touched my child inappropriately because they're going to begin to explain because I'm, I'm talking to them in such a calm way. They feel so safe and they're open. They're open to tell me anything and I'm open to hear anything. I'm not going to be shocked, alarmed. I'm not going to act out of control when they ask me. I'm simply going to listen because remember we talked about when we um, went over my child wants to date, my teen wants to date. We talked about establishing and maintaining a relationship with your child where they can feel safe with you and they can tell you anything. So now whether my child is three, whether my child is 20, they're talking to me about this and they're opening up. What happens if when your child opens up and they say what they know, they say, well, I know that so-and-so in the house touches me and they touch me in my vagina. And they said that it's okay because they are so-and-so. Or they may even say, so-and-so did this to me. And they told me that I couldn't tell. But since we're just talking about it, it's okay, right, mommy? Or if you get some hesitancy there, if their eyes begin to go back and forth and you see a shift in their body language, maybe you see that they're getting nervous. Maybe there's some twitching going on. You know that it's a little bit deeper, but still we remain calm, even though in the inside there's alarms going off and we're like, oh, wow, something is deeper. And I didn't even know. I don't want you to begin to project your feelings of, am I a bad parent? Should I have known? And it's not time for that. You simply need to know what's going on. So when we get to that point and we're finding out what they know and we allow them to express themselves, we allow them to tell us what went on in their own way because they're in a safe place. They can express it. And then we find out how to handle it later. But we let them know that we love them and we're so glad that they told us about it. Man, I'm so glad that you uh, told me about that. How did you feel when that happened? I need to know how they felt because I need to know the level of their trauma. Are you still dealing with that? Are you hurt? Is this still happening? If they say, well, when it happened, they still do it. They do it when you leave. Or they do it every time I go to their house. So remember, our ability to stay calm gets us all the necessary intel or information that we need. Because we need to know the whole scale, even if it's not that deep, even if they're just saying, well, I heard from so and so down the street. She said that she uh, um, uh, one of my uh, children, they said that their uh, friend. Um, and she's young. I think she's probably about 10 years old. She likes boys and girls. So she was expressing that she has, um, she's bisexual in nature. So, you know, I begin to ask him, okay, so what do you think about that? How did you feel when they said that? 
and children, because they're so resilient, they bounce back and they have such a, um, non-judgmental way of looking at things. I didn't care. That's what she wants to do. And that's honestly how you want them to look at it. Our job is not to judge people. What they do with their sexuality, that is their business. Our job is just to make sure that our children understand the way it should be and how we believe. Remember that even when you express your beliefs, I want you to understand this as parents, because sometimes we think we're the end all and be all. And that's not the real truth. The real truth is that we can put all the necessary information out. We can put all the information that we're supposed to and we are accountable for. But your child is still going to have their own mind, their own opinion, and they will have to decide in life what they want to believe. You are simply a guide and a tool. You are not a controller. You are not in a control tower tower with a robot. If your child believes something different from you and maybe you don't like it, maybe you don't agree with it. Maybe their belief system is totally out of out of the box and it's outlandish. It's not even realistic. Your job is simply to pray, be a guide and be a loving guide at that. It's like being a tour guide. You know, the tour guide, you interrupt the tour guide and you, you do all this, but the tour guide still stays on course. They don't divert from what they're supposed to do just because you're asking questions or just because you think about this or that. If the tour guide shows all of their love about the place that they are showing or this, this beautiful city and these beautiful venues and the history of the place. And you're like, oh, I heard this and that and this and that. You're not going to distract the tour guide from thinking and feeling the way that they feel. That's simply your opinion, but they'll carry on. As parents, we're the same way. We are a guide, but I can't control you. That's not my job. My job on this earth is not to control you. It's simply to be your guide. It's to teach you in the way that you should go. And my belief is that even if you get off track, my true faith and my belief is that you will eventually get back on track. If I do my part, And I keep teaching. If I'm consistent in what I'm teaching and it's right, then, hey, you won't get off course. Now, back to finding out what they know. So here I found out what they know and I found out the extent of what they know about sex. So once I get the extent of what they know about sex, then I'm bringing in the foundation. Okay, so you heard about this or you seen this video because I know for me, I was introduced to pornography at the age of 10. You know, they they were in uh, in this little room that's kind of like we call it a breezeway and they uh, they had pulled up some stuff on the TV. I was 10 and I was like, whoa. You know, it was my brothers and them and they were all, and I was like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? Ew. And they're like, oh my gosh, get out of here. We can't even watch this in peace. And I'm like, shoot in peace. This is gross. And, um, you know, but it sparked such a curiosity in me, but I didn't tell my parents. I didn't want to be the one to out my brothers, you know, my brother rather. And I was just like, oh, I'm not going to say anything, but guess what I did do? 
I went on a great deep dive search. Now, this is before Google and all that even came on the scene and was mean and clean for everybody to, you know, search and do all that great stuff. This was before that. Thank God. But I went on my own search. And then even you thinking about how you came into knowing about sex, what it was. I'm going to be honest. I wish my parents would have talked to me more about it. And I wish I would have been more open. See, there's a responsibility both ways. Our our children's responsibility to tell us what's on their mind and what they want to know and need to know. And it's our responsibility to make sure that we are open enough to for them to come to us and ask. Establishing and maintaining that relationship is so important. It allows you the opportunity to have access to information that you otherwise may not have been able to have. Right. Right. So here we are. We're listening to what our children are telling us about what they know. And we're being open and we're being honest, whatever they're sharing. And then I heard about this and then I saw this and then everything that they have. Take a pause, take a moment because you don't want to overly expose. And then also when your children say, and then I seen daddy smack your butt or you smacked her butt. And then I seen you grab her butt. Or even if your children have ever walked in on you, yikes, that's interesting. Huh? (laughs) If you've ever had a moment like that, well, uh, I can tell you, uh, we have, and it was, wow. It was an experience. And to be honest, our children never came back to talk about it. But we're more than aware that they know what it is because they told us, you know, they told us the level that they, of course, I have teenagers, so they more than know. And then uh, our younger children, they told us the extent. So we get their extent and then we talk to them about it, healthy relationships and how this and that should go. Um <laughs> One thing I do know is that it's okay to talk to your children about what sex is, what is and is not appropriate about it at their age. Because when we do this, we kill that curiosity because now they get to express it. They get to explore their thoughts with you in a healthy, in a healthy environment. And that's what you want. You don't want everybody pouring into your child about things that they should not be doing right now. It shouldn't even be their focus or their mindset. The fact that TV and the Internet have made things so readily available for our kids at their age without any guards. Oh, my goodness, the things that the things that my uh, children have shown that they can pull up. And they don't have to have a credit card to verify their age. They don't have to have any of that. They can just pull up pornography. They can pull up on Instagram. You got everybody wanting to show everything. And nobody really cares about whether or not you think it's appropriate or not. So it's our job as parents to take responsibility to say, I want to educate you. So that you are not overly stimulated and overwhelmed with things that are outside of the box for you. And they should stay outside of the box for you. 
when we're talking to our children, don't fill it up with so many don'ts. You're not gonna, and don't you do, because then it becomes, oh my gosh, here they go. I wasn't trying to say, I want to do anything. I'm just asking you my questions. Here you go being overbearing. So now what you're doing is you're actually shutting things down. Instead of saying, you not gonna, and you not, you not gonna date. You not gonna have sex. You not gonna get pregnant. You not gonna get no diseases. Instead of saying all that, say, what do you think about this? Why would you want to do this at this age? What is it that you think that you get from it? And what do you think the purpose of it is? Really find out what their thoughts are, because what you're doing is you're teaching your child how to gather their own thoughts. When I'm able to gather my own thoughts, I can make my own decisions because I have my own mind and the foundation of what I think about this does not come from you or it doesn't come from being peer pressured. It simply comes from a healthy mindset because I'm helping them to establish a healthy mindset. So if your child, the first thing that they were introduced to was walking in on you having sex, now they actually have a broader mindset about this thing. Now they're looking at this and they're like, oh my gosh, I just saw everything. Now, if they saw you two just under the covers, that's a whole nother discussion. But if they saw some bare skin and everything was in, there's a whole nother discussion. You know, so you have to table it based on what they saw and the explanation then. Why were you all doing that? You know, and then you go into your explanation. This is the reason why we do it. This is what sex was created for. Sex was not created for recreational uh, uh, recreational purposes. It was not created just so that uh, you could have friends with benefits. It was created as an act of love and commitment. It was created as an act of becoming one. Well, when I see it, I saw it here. If they've been introduced to pornography, I saw it and they were just doing this and that with this and that person. And there was this many people in the room. Now you have to continue to break it down. It's still about love. Now you're starting from the point of what is love? There's a lot of things going on. That's just like if I'm talking to my children about uh, guns and gun violence, I can say guns weren't created to kill people or created, you know, just to be, you know, something where we're just hauling off and killing everybody in sight. There's hunting guns so that we can hunt and get meat and bring it back for our family so that we can eat. You know, we're explaining that everything was not created for the negative purposes that we see. So we want to make sure that we're bringing a healthy mindset to our children about that. And then also you want to make sure that you are displaying sexual relationships in an appropriate way. What do you mean by that? The way we talk to each other. If as husband and wife, we are talking to each other in an inappropriate way, or mom, if you have a boyfriend and you're bringing him around and he's talking in an inappropriate way, we're building 
inappropriate curiosities in our children. Remember, when we think of sex, we should think of something that is private. We think of it as something that is between only the participants. Only those who are participating in that act should be privy to it. It wasn't meant to be displayed out in the open. Going back to its original purpose, it was made for two people to become one. One in the physical. So when we think of that, we're not thinking of it being open for everybody. You know, the marriage bed was sacred. The bed is undefiled. It's for it's not for everybody to come into that union. When we bring everybody into that union, then we're corrupting it. We're taking away the sanctity or the holiness or the purity of it. That's the reason that we abstain from sex until it's time for us to commit to that one. Not to the many. Well, what if my child tells me about it and they're telling me that they're already having sex? Then you talk to them from that point. Remember the example of the tour guide. It doesn't matter what you say. That's not going to stop me as a parent from loving you. It's not going to stop me from being able to educate you on things that you should and should not be doing. But my death, my purpose is not going to be to, oh my gosh, you're having sex. I cannot believe it. Oh my gosh, you are some whore. No. Everything that we do as a parent should start with the foundation of love. Love, guidance, and protection. I want to first love you. Love covers. Okay. Let's talk about it. Let me cover you up with my love. And let's talk about this. How did it happen? Has it been with more than one person? Are you still sexually active? What can I do to help? How can I help? Who have you been sexually active with? Then there's testing that needs to be done. Do you have any sexually transmitted diseases? Are you telling me because you think you might be pregnant? Are you pregnant? And then there's a whole nother conversation there. We don't get to choose the age at which our children open up to us. We can choose the age at which we open up to them though. Based on what we know they've seen and what they haven't seen. Sometimes when we're watching movies and they're, you know, it comes to a part that I didn't know was in there. I'm like, fast forward that. And they're like, well, what are they doing? Why are they doing all that? Then you're explaining stuff, but you're walking them through the movie as you're fast forwarding and you keep it moving or you pause it from there and you say, okay, is there anything that you'd like to discuss? Is there anything that bothered you about that or that you're not aware of? Because remember, I'm telling you from a standpoint that we've already talked to our children about most of this. But if you have not yet, then that's an opportunity, especially if they have questions. Well, mommy, what, what were they doing? Don't just, oh, they're, they're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. Remember that curiosity level. You don't want them to go back to their friends and say, guess what? I was watching on TV and I saw them kissing. And then he grabbed her butt and pulled him up to her. And then they did. You don't want somebody else to tell your child what's going on. Remember spin the bottle when we were kids? 
I mean, we don't want everybody educating our child. We want to be able to do it in a mature way so that they can ask the questions that are needed because we as parents want to know what they know and we want to guide them. Also, I want to talk about inappropriate behavior. Parents, make sure that you're not doing too much in front of your children. In and of itself, that can build too much of a curiosity, a longing and a wanting. Be careful not to bring too many men and women around your children. Because everybody doesn't have a pure outtake on your kids. Everybody's not looking at your children the right way. And while you may think that this person is loving you, be careful who you leave your kids with. These are your precious jewels. They are irreplaceable. Even if you have another child, you don't replace the one that was lost. These are your jewels. Make sure that you are protecting yourself and your home by not bringing everybody in. If you're having nannies or if, you know, you're having friends over or, you know, somebody's gotten close to you and, you know, if there's some flags being raised, be careful. Watch. Don't just let everybody in your home watching your children. I'm telling you, that does not always have a great outcome. And our job is definitely to protect our children. Sexual abuse in the home is real. If you or someone that you know is being sexually abused, please get help. You do not deserve it. You do not have to stay there. If you entertained it once, you do not have to keep entertaining it if you do not want to. Your no still means no. I don't care what laws they uh, put in place. When you tell someone no, that is it. If at first you made a decision and you said, oh, I want to do this. And then you decide that you did not want to do it. Your no is your no. And that is final. Parents, moms, make sure that your children are safe. If you are the abuser, if you are someone who is abusing your child, I encourage you to get help and to stop what you are doing. You have no idea the effects that your abuse, that your violation of your child is producing. Some of them are not easily healed. Some of them produce something in your child that I don't think you want. My prayer is that we are not entertaining inappropriate behavior in our homes, but that we are finding appropriate measures and ways to address the word sex in our home, what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it should be like. When I say what it sounds like, how we are talking about sex. I shouldn't be talking about what I'm going to do with my spouse or I shouldn't allow my children to be talking about what they're doing with their boyfriends or girlfriends, especially if they're grown. 
you know, just make sure that you are careful. Too much inappropriate behavior is a breeding ground for inappropriate actions. So I will be leaving some um, resources If you are one who is saying, oh, I do believe that I know someone who is being sexually abused and I want to know how I can help. I'm definitely leaving resources there for you to be able to uh, go back on and see how you can help someone in that environment. If you have more questions or concerns, definitely feel free to email me at thefamilymademom at gmail.com. And I'm here to help. This has been Ty, the Family Made Mom. Please do subscribe to the podcast at www.thefamilymademom slash podcast. Sharing is caring. Be blessed.